Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. Today, as always, I have my co-hosts, Ryan and Nick. Last time on Talking Flick, it's <laughs> your baby. What do you mean I have 48 hours to live? Oh, God, this is a long one. My brother? <laughs> but he's been dead for 45 years. What? If this bus goes below 45 miles per hour, it's going to explode. I'm back, and you can't keep me down. Wow. So that, that was speed. Was a think piece. <laughs> Some days of our lives right there, I think. <laughs> Is that what it was? I think it or was a hybrid. Passions or uh... Producer Ryan, today you are my greatest sorrow. All my children, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best one, yeah, right best there. One. Yeah, you know what? I'm one. with yeah, you, yeah. Tyler. That oh, was, was the best one ever, right, yeah, yeah, by that was, far. That was a good one. Yep. That was a good <laughs> God help us. <laughs> All right. So uh, as always, we'll start off with a little bit of quick big movie news. Anything you got for us, Nick? Well, you know what? I did just recently, I think it came out yesterday night or yesterday afternoon, the Tenant trailer, part, uh-huh. uh, the second one. I heard some buzz about it, but I haven't seen yeah. it yet. So the first one, like, it's interesting. It's always in that Nolan look. This one gives you a little bit more of the time travel lore or, like, what they're going for. Mm-hmm. And you get to hear Pattinson in his British accent, which I kind of dug. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. This one does make me like it more and makes me sort of, like, you know, makes me more anxious for it. What was the last Nolan movie? Was it Inception uh, or Inception? was it uh, something else? Right? No, it was oh, Interstellar. It Interstellar. Yeah, Interstellar. Oh, no, yeah. it was The War one, right? Dunkirk was that? The oh last no, one? Dunkirk! Oh, Dunkirk. Wow. Was yeah, right. Right. Yeah, okay. we were way off. I know, right? <laughs> Samsonite. <laughs> uh, no, I did like Dunkirk, but I didn't like it as much as 1917. I will, uh, yeah. spoil that. Speaking of World um, War One, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Interstellar also I thought had a lot of problems. Right. I enjoyed lots of pieces of it, but the third act. So I'm wondering, yeah. like, so he did interdimensional Interstellar, and I don't think he totally pululled that off. Now he's going to do. In Time his own travel, way, in he his, pulled yeah. it off. Yeah. I mean, it always looks good. Yeah. We're not going to argue Nolan's that. always an interesting director. It's glossy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the 9 millimeter a lot of the time. And I was interested in this movie when I saw the first trailer. Hopefully, it turns out good. I thought the first trailer was a little bit weird. Yeah, I it, it was weird. I mean, weird, that's his memo. But... but it gave just enough that it made me want more. This one gives you like 20 seconds more of like, okay, this is the kind of time travel we're talking about. Mm. And I found that interesting. So if you haven't seen it, check that so out. So is it still released? For theaters, no, they did not, or they did not is say, it... there was no release date at the end of the trailer. Okay, ironically, like and it's still TDA, in debate. Yeah. Basically, they are holding on to an August date if New York and LA are open. But if New York and LA don't commit to opening movie theaters, they're going to push it. Yeah, that's so like that's the rest live. of the country is New York and LA. Yeah. You know what I mean? You kind of have to. I'm sick of COVID. Are you sick of COVID? <laughs> yeah, we're a little, are we yeah. about done with this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're, we're about done with this. Yeah, <laughs> but I am interested to see. Drink a bottle of bleach. Call it a day. I'm I'm drink two. Two? Oh, good job for you. (laughs) I'm interested to see how they deal with time travel because as we saw with Arrival, time travel is a messy messy. thing. Yeah. Yeah, But I do think this is... I feel like this is time travel for like the auteur that's messing with like camera angles and stuff. This, this is, is Renaissance man. He's doing <laughs> like the right. It's I don't want to spoil anything because I want people to watch the trailer, but it's like inverse time travel in a way, which uh, I think is pretty fascinating. I want so. I want Encino Man time travel. That's what yeah. I want. Well, he's got to wait you know. it out. Yeah. <laughs> Again, greatest sorrow. Greatest sorrow. All right. Uh, other movie news we got. Quick bit movie news is Snyder Cut. Got to talk about it, yeah. right? If so. you bitch and moan loud enough on the internet, you will get whatever you oh, want. Man. I think that's they listen, bad. They they listen to the that. Talking Flick podcast and they were like, you know what? Enough of this. Let's yeah. just give it to them. Let's just oh, give it to them. Yeah. We gave up too. We're this like, is, we're done. We're done talking about this. This is a hard and... victory for the trolls, right? It's yeah. basically a hard victory for the Schneider lovers and the trolls. But Nick, yeah. you were really into it not really existing. 
Yeah, I still it's kind still of, and, and I tell you what, I'm not so, technically yeah. wrong because HBO is going to invest something like twenty thirty million. Yeah, I heard like to twenty do to thirty. Yeah, the CGI and special effects. Yeah, because so uh, it kind of doesn't exist. You know? Yeah, it kinda, <laughs> it, yeah, it pretty much doesn't because because you're like, going to spend that much. Eh. Yeah, so I mean, because the effects aren't finished, they still have to do the score, the final cut and edit, and then I and think will they the bring Zimmer effects. back for the score? Because Ooh, that's, that's kind of a be big expensive. question, right? Yeah, yeah. that's going to be really. You know what? I don't even need the effects. Please just show it raw. Oh, God, that'd be that. amazing, right? That'd be good. So um, it looks like what they're going to be doing with the Snyder Cut, it's just going to be labeled uh, Zack Snyder's Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah. Mm. And so it's either going to be a four-hour single cut on HBO Max, or it'll be a six-part or six-part one-hour cut. Now, what do you so, prefer? Because I'm intrigued uh, by both, to tell you the truth. You know, I think I'd rather do maybe the four-hour and just knock it out in two oh, sessions. that sounds terrible. But, I mean, six hours compared to four. You know what yeah, I mean? No, yeah, no, I understand. So it's... it's but I don't know how they're going to do it. They're going to do like just six episodes as far as HBO Max or if it's just, you know, directors cut a four hour long thing. But, Let me ask you but, this question. If the if it's good, regardless of whether it's the four hour straight if, cut if or the good. six parter, if it's good or people really like it, it gets a lot of buzz uh, and people accept it and clearly say because they probably will say it's better than the Josh Whedon mess or whatever. Right. What does that do? Does that tie the DCEU back together? Do we start shifting plans, leaning back to that direction? Or are we still sort of forget Ben Affleck, keep going with this rotten patents? Um, yeah. You know, the thing is with that, with the whole Snyder cut, it's just the Snyder fans. I forget think really that Ezra like Miller beat up you know, a woman they, yeah, in Iceland yeah. or whatever. She what? No, I'm already forgotten. Oh, okay. right. Sorry for reminding. I love Ezra Miller. <laughs> no, that's a true story. <laughs> so, I was ready to forgive him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not yet. We're not there yet. We'll see how the Snyder cut goes. So, we gotta watch the documentary yeah. series on it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if if the the fans who've wanted this for so long, they're gonna love it regardless of how bad it is. You yeah, know, if yeah. it's good, if it's bad, the point is moot to them. They're gonna love it regardless. So it's really general fans. You know, is it going to get HBO Max? Here's the thing. I I actually, it's not, to me, it's not as messy as Star Wars in this way. I think that Schneider has his weird cult following. And obviously those people are a little bit in wacky town, right? Yeah. And Schneider made plenty of mistakes with the DCEU. Definitely plenty. (laughs) But like Nolan movies, they are kind of nice to look at. And they are glossy and shot well for the most part, right? And we'll get into some of the specifics if we ever cover BVS or the Justice League mess or Man of Steel, which we may do at some point in the pod. But he also gave birth to essentially Aquaman, which did really well, people like, and this movie we're covering today. So we have to tip our cap to a certain degree to Schneider. So it wasn't all bad. So to that, keeping that in mind, I think it's worth HBO investing a little money and worth appeasing the trolls a little bit and the cult following to, you know, let's see what he was going to do with it, you know? But with all this, with the movie studios trying to push Robert Pattinson and all this, don't you feel like it's a well, step backwards? Like, well, um, it's just messy. Really. Yeah, it is messy. I don't know yeah. if it's a step either direction. It's just a, you know, yeah. it's more mess. But it know? brings it back to the forefront of the consciousness I'll of say, society. I'll say this to the point that we've talked about in the pod before about HBO Max now competing with Netflix, Hulu, um, NBC's yeah, weird all the app. other all stuff. The, yeah, Amazon, all the other, all the other nonsense. Yeah, no so one gets NBC. Five ninety nine, nine ninety nine, eleven ninety nine. Stars? I don't want well, stars. I might get NBC. I might do that. I'm I got USA. Yet. You know, USA. Yeah, okay. Matcha <laughs> suits back to back. How about how about your DC? The DC. Uh, oh network. yeah, the DC. Yeah, the DC yeah. network is going to combine. If you have HBO Max, you will yeah, be able to watch. That's the DC. a good idea for so, them. So this is the thing. HBO Max needs things to draw people in more people because I think if you already have HBO or the HBO app, you're going to get HBO Max anyway. So how do they get more? people they need flagship stuff it's not just going to be westworld and reruns of the sopranos they're going to need something this gets buzz this 
you know, it's warranted for HBO to spend, I don't know, about $30 million, but yeah. given Zack Snyder $20 million, it's probably <laughs> yeah. worth it to them. And it's possible it could reamp it, you know. I'm sure they have plans if it does reamp it, it does give positive. Do you, do you so what like does that mean? So. <laughs> Reamping? What does that well, mean, Tyler? It, that that, that sounds like a step backwards. I think the pod should, we should, we, we should take <laughs> a step forward. Back. We should take a step back and wait till it comes out before we kind of right. kill it, right? And, That's number one. But I do love that every time you go on Twitter, it's two people fighting like, this is bullshit, this is a waste of money, and then somebody like, I told you it was coming, I told you it was real. <laughs> like, that alone is like, that you love cat the internet? Doc, yeah. cat, uh, uh, reviews for the Cats movie, and and then Bill Hader dancing. Those are the three things I want before I go to bed. <laughs> Schneider lovers and Schneider haters fighting. Uh, cats reviews and Bill Hader dancing. That, that, <laughs> all those things make me happy. And the controversy about the buttholes in cats. Oh, yeah. No, buttholes, that part, yeah, I'm good without that. No, yeah, I need that part that. in my life. So. <laughs> all right. So today, since we're on the topic as far as Snyder Cut and everything is with the DC Universe, we're going to be doing 2017's Wonder Woman, the first Wonder critical Woman. success of the DC Universe, I would mm. say. Um, so, I'm comfortable saying it's the best of the modern DCEU. Yeah. So, Are you comfortable saying that? Uh, yeah, I definitely okay. am. And we'll not get, to, we'll get more into the entire yeah. DC Universe in this episode too but uh nick was it a financial success of wonder woman so you want the numbers give Tyler. me the numbers all right so the numbers for wonder woman are kind of fascinating and i remember actively rooting for it after i saw it i didn't have yeah. one thought before i went in i didn't have any preconceived I heard, notions just to cut you i heard that there were production issues oh there were before, we'll get into some of before it came out sure. that, that was actually the rumor that was gonna be bad we'll talk about a little bit of the development right we got time for that but like really 1996 a bunch of people a bunch of directors a bunch of scripts trying to get wonder woman to the big screen mm -hmm. So again, Zack Snyder forcing everybody's hand with the BBS movie and uh, Boy, handing it, it off to yeah. Pat, uh, Patty Jenkins, <laughs> who's really a TV person. And, and I think uh, I forget the guy's name who wrote it, but he's a TV guy also. Mm -hmm. So to kind of give that big sort of budgeted, big IP name to TV folks and Snyder kind of giving his blessing. Again, you got to tip your hat to a certain degree. Um, ironically, unlike Snyder, who loves budgets over $200 million, Wonder Woman came in at a pretty lean 149 somewhere in the 140, 150 range for a superhero movie over two hours, lots of special effects. I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah. In the modern times anyway, yeah. right? It does 412 domestically, 103 million on opening weekend. I think it was the first female-led superhero movie to break 100 million on opening weekend. Mm. Uh, overseas, it does 409. So it does 821 million worldwide. That's 50 million less than BVS. But because BVS costs 250 to 300 million, it turned a bigger profit for yeah. Warner mm. Brothers. Yeah. So that is pretty impressive. When you think about the other DCEU movies that we'll talk about, Man of Steel, budget 225, it made 668 worldwide. BVS 250 to 300, as we mentioned, made 873 worldwide. Suicide Squad was about 175 to 200 million, and it made 746 worldwide. So those are the numbers. So I've looked up the previous DC movies as far as like as well with their budgets and their ratings sitting on IMBD and as uh, Rotten Tomatoes with the tomato meter or the tomato. It's clap, interesting to look at them side by side. It right? is. Yeah. So I set them chronologically, and you can just kind of see what really kind of happened. So in chronological order, we had 2013's Man of Steel, which was you know the very first one to start introduce this kind of sort of brand I didn't new universe. It. You know, I didn't yeah, love it. <laughs> it's it's very it's very lukewarm. It was very lukewarm to audience in general, where most people they didn't love it they didn't hate it it was just very okay this is fine you I, know man but i may be the enemy but i thought it looked great it, did it just look great. was the story yeah. wise a bit odd. it does fall short mm -hmm. so i mean right now with man of steel it's sitting at a seven out of ten on imdb and well, then a 56 percent yeah <laughs> and a 56 percent on rotten tomatoes mm. so at the time what was the audience score on it uh audience score is similar to the imbd score so okay. sitting around that seven if mm -hmm. not down to like a 68 ish percent so mm -hmm. 
Um, that was the first one. There wasn't really any talks as them like expanding upon this universe because we had it in 2013. And then next thing we knew, we saw a preview or trailer for 2016's BVS. So Batman actually at the Comic Con, remember they is where they introduced the logo first. Yeah, that was I the remember. first thing yeah, I saw. The first logo, yeah. And I remember thinking like, oh, you're it was by, I am you're... Legend actually. Yeah, yeah. I, was I, was say, I was about to say <laughs> I am Legend was the that first one. Different yeah. game, but yeah, but, but, but technically, but fascinating yeah. enough. Like I remember thinking as soon as I saw that, like, oh, don't. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do you, it. Yeah. You're biting off so, too much. <laughs> so uh, second installment into this franchise, you've got BVS and it went down on IMDb where it's sitting at a 6.5 out of 10. And then it significantly Ultimate dropped cut. on. Yeah, it significantly <laughs> dropped on Rotten Tomatoes down to a 28 percent. That's so, a little bit low. Same thing, yeah. you know, 250 million dollar budget, about 872 that it's bringing back. But you've got two of the biggest superheroes, you know, in the entire comic book world, or at least with DC, with Batman and Superman, you know, mm -hmm. and that doesn't break a billion. And then the next installment you get is 2016 Suicide Squad goes down a little bit on IMBD down to a six out of 10 and Rotten Tomato scores drops down to 27 percent. Wow. The difference man. with that one is, of course, 175 for the budget, 746 for bringing in. So it actually was a commercial and, success. And it's and, worth mentioning that all three of those movies did turn a profit. Yeah. So they all so. did turn a profit because they had that existing IP. Suicide Squad had that amazing trailer. But that starts to run out when your quality is low. So Warner Brothers, they really needed not only a financial a success, win. but a critical success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a win if they wanted their universe to actually carry forward and to get more seats. Enter you know, Patty stay, Jenkins. You know? Yeah, enter <laughs> Patty Jenkins. So after Wonder Woman, they followed up with 2017's uh, Justice League. And so Wonder Woman was a success. I think it scored really well as far as like in the 90%. Yeah. 93% with, uh, critic. We didn't cover it. 87% audience. Okay. And so then, close together and successful. And on IMBD, I believe it's sitting like at a 7.4. So high, it went yeah. up. It was a good point in the direction of the franchise where things were starting to look up. And then you get 2017's Justice League, which was a complete, you know, <laughs> really big mess. You had Mustache Gate. You had two different directors. And when Zack Snyder left, who wants you, to go for a mustache? Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so when uh, Zack Snyder left, he, of course, the movie was rumored to be about 80% done. I think it's been confirmed. The movie was 80% done. Josh Whedon came in to finish a 20% and just to kind of re edit and reshoot things to change the direction. It's worth mentioning that Josh Whedon had kicked the tires on a Wonder Woman script and potentially directing. Yeah. I don't know exactly when early mid two thousands maybe two thousand seven eight something like that yeah uh, but he never finished the total script but he wanted Angelina Jolie in the main role he did a couple other different like female led uh, scripts like Batwoman Batgirl, Batgirl was one yeah, yeah Batgirl was, was one so now, quick question are we blaming Josh Whedon for the no the no failure? I don't think so no <laughs> I am so, yeah, yeah I <laughs> no, no, no. do you think do you think it's just that it was too jam packed or like what yeah. was the I main... think so mostly it's the studio in my mind yeah I think but is a lot of factors it, there's a lot of factors I think a lot of the studio and I think a lot of it is you know even though Snyder has gave us some given us some good things there's just a lot of messiness with his with his universe you know well, I'm gonna blame so, Josh Whedon yeah I'm gonna blame Josh Whedon good, good idea he cheats <laughs> on his wife all the time you should yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I will say though consider this Patty Jenkins a TV person was able to pull off Wonder Woman very well obviously I'm looking forward to 84 I know basically everybody else is Whedon also came from TV Buffy and stuff and was able to pull off the ensemble pieces of uh, the Avengers. Yeah, the Avengers yeah. So I think like to a certain extent, that was you know, the guy TV, to go to. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And the TV dialogue is sort of conducive to the comic book superhero world, especially when you're starting to group them together because you have all this heavy stuff and all this lore, but you got to sort of make it fun and commingle mm. it, make them have fun with each mm -hmm. other. The TV dialogue kind of works for that. Yeah. Which is kind of why I like Patty Jenkins to kind of just take over the DC. Right. And so I think it works. And so Justice League right now is sitting at a 6.4 out of 10 on IMBD. So the ratings went back down and it's at a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. How many times but, have you seen Justice League. Once. <laughs> have, you, have you seen it? 
Nope. Nope. I have seen it three times. <laughs> three so, times. So of course, uh, it's it's probably more, but that one was about three hundred million as far as the budget goes, yeah. and only yeah. pulled in six fifty seven. So it's you know what I mean. You're getting yep. bigger with the budget, yeah, and you're not yeah. making as much profit, even with such big names like Justice League. And and I and, do think again, it's worth mentioning that Wonder Woman with a hundred and fifty million dollar budget. Now I know if you were going to do another Justice League, it's probably going to be more than that. But people like Patty Jenkins, who sort of take the time to create a story and not overinflate, versus somebody like Snyder, who I like a lot. We have to give some credit. He yeah, can't help yeah. himself. He, he just, will just take it as far him as and he that can one take writer it. from yep. Star Wars. You <laughs> know, David just, S. Goyer. Oh my they God. just cannot. Not the hour themselves. cuts, like so. Even though there's things that are good there, and you got to tip your hat to him putting a successful Wonder Woman and Flash in the BBS movie, it just he can't help himself. Yeah, it's so just, you can't give him that much power. So after, after you really can't. So you after can't. after Justice League, we get 2018, which was Aquaman. So another kind of good mm-hmm. direction where, but even then, it's still I on mean, the by, fence. By, it's a hit. Eh. It so made money, you know. It did definitely make money. So right now, Aquaman is sitting at a seven out of ten on IMBD. So it went up a little bit in the rating, but it's sitting at a sixty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So it went up on Rotten Tomatoes, but not by very much and a little bit on your IMBD. Uh, Aquaman did it. They did it for 160 Justin million. Lynn, is that who did Aquaman? Uh, James Wan. Oh, James, James Wan, Wan did. Right. So, I'm sorry. so Aquaman they're able to do for 160 million, and of course it pulls in over a billion. So now they actually have you know their second major really financial hit. And then 2019 was a weird year because then they have Shazam. Shazam goes up a little bit on the IMBD score where it goes up to a seven one, but on the Rotten Tomato score it has a ninety percent. Mm. So Shazam's not I a bad would, movie, I would but argue I think it's a little Shazam, high. You know, I put I put Shazam. <laughs> Uh, ahead of Aquaman. Yeah, I would put that ahead of Aquaman. And again, they too. kept it grounded, kept the budget low, so it didn't have to make quite as much. Yeah, yeah but I was it... surprised it didn't make more. I'll mm-hmm. point that out. I don't know about you guys, but I really like Shazam. I, in the top three in terms of DC movies that came out in the past, uh, uh, yeah, the, years. since the beginning, yeah, yeah since the beginning, probably it would not make my top three. You wouldn't, it wouldn't make your top no. three, really, yeah. right outside. So. Shazam, they were able to do it for $100 million, but it only brought in three sixty six. So it wasn't mm. a huge you know, financial success, although it did better with critics. And, and I would it's say getting audience, a too. Yeah, and it is getting a sequel. They're, they're going to build on it. And then you finally got 2020 Birds of Prey and the really long name, right? The really long title. Yeah, yeah. Emancipation and, of uh, Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, yeah. So, one Harley Quinn. Yeah, they change it. Yeah. That'll fix all our problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watched and money just rolling. <laughs> I wanted, you know what? I wanted that movie to be good. Another female director and an interesting trailer kind of like suicide squad colorful it kind of had some of that we talked about the batman yeah. forever joel schumacher vibe to it and then i watched it and i was like man this is another mess yeah very <laughs> so, messy so that some, one some good stuff but messy yeah it's got some good stuff in there so birds of prey is in at a 6.2 and imbd so it went back down on the imbd score on Rotten Tomatoes, it's on a 78%. And what's interesting is you've got the tomato meter and the audience score exactly the same, 78% yeah. for both. Always so a bad sign with if it's not good. <laughs> Birds of Prey, you have it where they were able to do it for $84 million, but it only brought in $201 million. So yeah. you have it kind of if where- If that movie makes $500 million worldwide, it's a tremendous success. Yeah. Um, because I was proud that they kept that budget so low. Then you watch it and you're like, oh, okay, I get why they did that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's not, it doesn't make enough. You know? So, I mean, from looking from the numbers wise, when you're, when you have like you know this franchise which consists of just eight movies there's only eight movies in this whole entire dc you know universe there were a ton of projects that got canceled from warner brothers where the cyborg movie got canceled you know flashpoint is still god knows it, it's, that's a, gonna it's 100 million and, twitter uh, but 40 million are zach schneider himself yeah, zach. <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> that's the math so you know you have it where they started off you know being really good you know financial successes but the quality was so low now that's starting to 
you know, kind of come back and bite them in the ass because yeah, now they're yeah. not being able to I get think, as many people in the well, seats. We've so. talked about it on a podcast before and, and it's been covered ad nauseum all over. I would think that Marvel put this pressure on the DCEU, which they is unfortunate. <laughs> but we mentioned the whiteboard, right? You can just see somebody like Jeff Johns or whatever writing, or Schneider, writing out this long whiteboard of Justice League 1, 2, 3, 4, whatever, all these other offshoot movies. But they got way too far ahead of themselves. You really have to make one good movie at a time. Uh, yeah. Sort of like what Nolan did with The Dark Knight. He really just focused on one at a time. And then when The Dark Knight Rises came, he just basically was like, I'm done. Um, now, that's not great studio-wise and offshoot-wise, but Schneider really thought big. And I think it cost him in the long yeah, run. Yeah, so. and it not only did it cost him, but it cost the franchise too. Because, and Warner Brothers. Yeah, because you know, more or less and the franchise DC. was dead after BVS and then Suicide Squad really put the hammer in the nail because that's when you start to kind of see the numbers drop they come up a little bit as far as like the rating scores but then they drop again and they drop again or the numbers go up but there's nobody coming in to watch the movies you don't get the general audience so the universe as a whole you know yeah, they've had some wins, you know, financially, but because their quality wasn't as great as certain other movies, you're it's not, you know, giving them a lot of rewards in the in the I long think, run. So I think they're it's a losing bit, a little bit more money. It's pretty complicated, right? Because we always I always want to take the side of the filmmaker and the writer to say, studio, back off. You hired these people, let them make the movie they want to make, right? But have you just, met Warner Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, Warner Brothers for sure doesn't do it. But I mean just generally speaking in Hollywood, yeah. right? So Warner Brothers could not help themselves, even with BBS and made him cut it back. He he tried to make the Godfather superhero movies. You can't make a oh, five-hour so Superman yeah, yeah, Batman that's, movie. That's, that's so okay, terrible. so now we take out the bullet plot and all this other nonsense, right? But if you tell Patty Jenkins go for it, she's like, oh, I'm gonna put the lasso in. And yeah, I'm gonna make it work, right? So it just sort of like I'm gonna tell this contained story. You yeah. have to pick the right people to run these things <laughs> yeah. because that's what it's all about. Yeah. So and and that's really I think the truth is just this franchise was dead after BVS because you've got two of the biggest superheroes, Batman and Superman, and yeah, you can't man. even crack a I think you could have, you, you could have, re- that's I, sad. I, it I is, would, right? Yeah, I would stand sad, with the internet trolls and say, you still could have fixed it at that point in time. Yeah. You could have fixed it before Justice League came out. Remember, Justice League still had like a $100 million opening or just near there. Right. So, I and especially after the success of Wonder Woman, it could have worked. I just, yeah, but I'm not sure how to fix it. It, it canceled, the, the fact that it canceled so many projects because you had the three planned Justice Justice League movies that were scrapped, you know, just yeah. entirely. I'm not Classic a fan Man, of announcing Cyborg. the next 10 movies anyway. You know, yeah, it's it's something where it became a huge mess. But Wonder Woman is, you know, it's one of, if not the best out of all eight movies from this. It's DC my number one specifically live action one. You know, like I said, they had a plan, a bunch of projects that got canceled, you know. But before we dive way too deep into this, a word from our sponsor, Anchor. closer you get, the more you see the great darkness within. I learned this the hard way a long, long time ago. What is your mission? To stop the war. What war? The war to end all wars. 
weapons far deadlier than you can ever imagine. The wall can be ours. Whoever you are, you are in more danger than you think. I cannot stand by while innocent lives are lost. Be careful, Diana. Who is this woman? She's my um, secretary, sir. She's a very good secretary. All right. So spoiler warning, if you have not seen Wonder Woman, but I'm sure everybody already wants to know, what's your reaction, Ryan? Man, hold that sword clenched between your butt cheeks. Oh, yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> that's the hot take. That's a god butt. You will show it respect. Yeah. All right? yeah. yeah. I wish I could be that sword. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all wish we could be that sword, Ryan. So. I'm, I'm both frightened and aroused. <laughs> that's a good way to be. So I don't care if I get disintegrated in, in Aries' hand or whatever. Just for those five seconds inside those butt cheeks. Just, <laughs> it'll be worth it. So uh, starting off the movie, you know, of course, we get that open opening where we see like the DC, you know, Justice League kind of come together, the little yeah, animation, yeah. but then we get the Wonder Woman score, which I really enjoy. The, mm. It's like a tweaked, modified version of the original score, but it's kind of given like, I liked more it electric a lot. Guitar. Yeah, yeah. I like it a lot, I, I even have it on my iPod, like when I'm jogging. I, that one is one of the ones that oh, comes yeah. up, and I dig it, man. Just like I crank up awesome. the speed. Yeah. <laughs> Push it, man. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. So. <laughs> I need the God killer. <laughs> so, And even just how like the movie starts, you get it where you have Diana, and she's looking at an old World War One photo that we saw, I think, in the Justice League. BBS. Or, uh, BBS. BBS. There we go. Yep. We saw on BBS of her, a photo of herself, and also with, you know, Chris Pine, you know, mm. the Picard himself, not Picard, I uh, do think Tiberius. Is Kirk himself. There we go. Tiberius Kirk himself. I would say, like, listen, for for we're gonna have at some point co- probably cover BBS. I'll make you watch the ultimate cut oh, at some God. point. Yeah. <laughs> but for my money, regardless of what I think about the complete movie, the Wonder Woman sequences are the best parts of BBS. Whether it's Diana at the ball or it's the end when she shows up with the lasso kicking ass, you know. So I think again, you got to tip your hat to a certain degree for introducing a character that I would have said in the eighties, the nineties it's probably just never going to work on the big screen. You know, so for them to kind of pull it off in a short term with BBS leading into this movie, I was sort of rooting for it, but went in, you know, kind of like clenched to the seat a yeah, little bit. those like, expectations, Don't, man. You know, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> you like, know, let's make this work. And I think that's a big thing with it because Batman, Superman, they they have such high expectations for yeah. these movies and then they end up tanking. But Aquaman, Wonder Woman, I didn't really care to see these movies, yeah. but they ended up Winner being... But if they're good, yeah. that's, you know what I mean? They, they draw you in the middle of success. Yeah. Right. So I just wanted to tip my hat to that. So, and of course, like even with the narrative of the story, you have it where it's, it's pretty much all happening in a flashback, you know, yeah, where she finds yeah. a photo and she does the flashback and then of course at the yeah, and it comes out of the flashback. It's like, oh yeah, we were in a flashback technically. And but so I, I usually hate that within movies because then you already know, oh yeah, she wins. Yeah, she wins. Yeah. <laughs> but because she was in BBS, we knew, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. We knew she won, we knew she survives this. We just don't know like the story. And yeah. you know, from that narrative, we get a look as far as like with her childhood. So we get a look at the Amazons and Themyscira, which look great. Like I love Looks, the set. Oh, yeah. oh, I man. love where they really put Themyscira. Sharp. And yeah. again, casting, casting, casting. Those breastplates, man. Robert yeah. Wright Penn, <laughs> uh, Connie Nielsen. Like, this is great casting it was almost going to be nicole kidman as her mom oh and really they, oh, she really? had to drop out I, I can't remember for what movie but it ended up being connie nielsen i think it just works better that way mm. the juxtaposition of connie and robin wright penn i mean i think it just works perfectly yeah so. so i mean and even just like with the costume designs they all look really good like the outfits that the amazonians yeah, are yeah. wearing too i, I almost think like you would think it wouldn't work but for some reason because they just sort of go for it and yeah. lean in it does work you, you know, know and they're wearing the sandals and shit it they just hire works. some buff chicks too yeah they yeah, got man. some they're kick, heavy kick hitters and, yeah and so 
wide spectrum. It's yep. it's good stuff. I do also really like the fight choreography. All yes. the training scenes, it shows how badass these warriors are. And it, they don't have to tell you. They show yeah, you. Yeah, just show us. That's yeah. what I love. That's what I want. Especially when they're riding the horse and they do that thing where they flip over and they yeah. shoot upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do do a lot of slow motion into the yeah, fast Yeah, they do do that. Um, so it works it for some. Me, but... It works for some scenes, but there's other ones where I'm just like, ooh, maybe yeah. kind of not yeah. do the slow mo for that one. You know, <laughs> I understand why they do it, but it's uh, for me, majority of the time it works. There's only a couple instances where I'm just like, ooh, I really wish that wasn't slow mo. Mm. It just takes you out of it a little bit. They also do the real bullet time where they travel the bullet with yeah, the bullet. Yeah. So I mean, like sometimes right. that works. Schneider. Me, sometimes it didn't. Yeah, yeah. it's a signature. Yeah. Yeah. That was his thing. Nothing He's you like, can't, you have to yeah, do a real time bullet. You have to snort and coke. You have to do real time bullet. <laughs> uh, also, the child actor, pretty good. I, yeah, uh, yeah. Not bad. Uh, not too bad. Diana, yeah. yeah, yeah. You see the teenage one for a second too. Not too bad either. Yeah. Kind of look close enough that it kind of works but the thing is with children and actors or whatever how they deliver lines 80 percent of the time they're not unless you're elijah well. wood yeah, or they're not delivered well they're yeah. not believable they're being fed these lines with her kind of believed it yeah it's definitely interesting with child actors but you know you get a look at as far as the setting with Themyscira, and i love how you get to look at the gauntlets the lasso of truth you know you yeah. just kind of get to see them actually get used. And of course, like in the story, you know, everything changes as far as Diana, um, you know, when she's even told like kind of what her origin is, because she's told that she's, you know, sculpt from clay, which mm. is one of her origins. And yeah, later, one that that that's... in itself is really convoluted. Yeah. Stuff. So that is an original origin for Wonder I want Woman. Some of that is clay. Where, yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I'm going to take some of that home. So, um, where she is sculpted from clay. And of course, like in the new 52 comic series and even this one, it's pretty much said that, you know, she's a child of Zeus and then her mother, uh, Hippolyta or something like that. I can't say the name. Hippolyta. Hippolyta. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, but I do like how you get a look at everything. And then, of course, you know, everything changes when Steve Trevor, you know, lands on this mm. island of beautiful women. And again, yeah. <laughs> again, think about the cinematography, the choices they make with the long shot of the plane crashing far away. Yeah. Really interesting. Totally works, especially if you saw it on the big screen. Yeah. 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 And I also like the bubble, too, you know, where you come in. Absolutely. And that's how they yeah. be able to stay yeah. shrouded in mystery. It's magic. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's magic. This side makes it all look terrible and crazy. On the inside, it's awesome. You yeah. Know? Yeah. E even yeah. the part when they're explaining that Zeus, the Zeus part where he fights Aries, it's sort of like in graphic novel sort yeah. of form and you would think something like that wouldn't work in a movie like this that's kind of in the Schneider it still has that Schneider gloss yeah so it's but it does thread, work yeah, yeah it kind of works you know so you know, it impressive. definitely does and I also like where they just kind of put her in World War One. You know, I, love I, that. I did think that's that a was great a good choice. When you talk that. about before New Fifty Two, her origin story always included her helping in World War Two. So to go back to World War One is interesting. Interesting choice by the writers and Patsy Jen uh, Patty Jenkins. But it's also, and I've always said this ever since I saw Wonder Woman, it's a sneaky good World War One movie. Yeah, it, it is kind of yeah. just like a closet World War One movie, and there's not a ton of those. So I really appreciate it. Very that. historically accurate. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. So. <laughs> no, but I do like that World War One, and as far as like when she leaves the island, because she leaves it to take Steve Trevor back to home, but yes. also to try to stop this find war Ares. because yeah. you know yeah, she thinks Ares. Ares, yeah, Ares is the one behind this. So you get that fish out of water story where she's trying on all the dresses oh, and everything. Yeah. You, you kind of get a little bit of the cliche of fish the, out of water yeah. story. But, but... It, okay, so it's a two-hour and twenty-minute movie. Yeah, but they had to include Pretty Woman in it. Well, she only tries on a couple. <laughs> Big Look, mistake. I could have watched forty minutes of Gail Gadot, you know, trying on dresses. So you know, it's not really that big deal but I, what i would say is they don't 
they don't treat anything with kid gloves. Remember, there's not that many female superhero-led movies, right? Even female protagonist How movies. How dare there's you? Not there's a Electra. Them, right? Listen, <laughs> there's not that many, certainly not that many good ones. <laughs> so to not treat it with kid gloves, they give her the sense of wonderment of being like not used to seeing men, not used to yeah. seeing the world. So you get that, but you they also do that get well, yeah. Chris Pine, Steve Trevor, who's so good in this movie where he's sort of the POV character, but leading her and also not treating her beneath. He's like, yeah, okay. So she's got a sword. Let's put that thing away. Yeah, you know, yeah. like let's, you know, so he, because she knows like, what he stand back, but okay, maybe not, you know, like he's sort of accepting of it all. And I think that guides the audience along in a way that's and, clever, you know, and not disrespectful. And I agree with you in that because he, he does treat her as And he gets objectified. Yeah. I like it when guys get objectified, man. I rock. I, I, listen, just like Ghostbusters, it's the best part yeah. of Ghostbusters. Men are just only good for babies. <laughs> We're just pieces it. of meat objectifying me. Let's do it. But, yeah. <laughs> he knows. We what, deserve it. <laughs> he knows what she's capable of. And that's. Well, he learns as he goes. Yeah. I don't think he totally knows, but, but we evolve with him. With, with that fight, that first scene, like, yeah. you know, he sees these Amazonians. And she sees to, him. Yeah. And they're just not being decimated by all these machine guns. As and, you would think. Yeah, (laughs) and these guys with bow and arrows, with swords, with uh, javelins or whatever, they're able to hold their own. But I do want to point this out to you, Producer Ryan, because I know we've had this conversation many times, and it there's I don't know why it's in my brain, but I value it so much in a movie, especially a superhero movie, consequences. Yeah. They do not shy away from people dying. Mm. They lean in, actually, all the way through the movie, really. Um, And I think that that really pays off and gives it emotional weight that it needs, especially for IP like Wonder I definitely agree with you when I first watched in the theaters but knowing now with 1984 yeah. coming out and Chris Pine is in the movie does, does I still think we should reserve some we gotta reserve because yeah. we, we don't, don't know, know what his thing yeah, is we yeah, don't, yeah we don't, we don't, don't know and but, it's not just Trevor to see Robin Wright Pena's Anatopy or whatever pass away yeah. and other Amazonians I mean classic jump in front it, of the bullet you even, know? <laughs> uh, even Danny Houston's Ludendorff like they just kill people you know yeah, what I mean no. and I think that's legit and I, the I villagers that moment where she goes back I mean I think there's legit consequences all through this movie and, and I agree which is something you. Marvel almost never does but so. but at the same time second time watching it in the back of my mind I'm thinking about 84 and him being there even though I don't know for sure why he's there the sheer fact that he comes on the screen again it brings him back. It, like, you know, he's there. I'm watching him again. Yeah. His so sacrifice isn't it as takes meaningful. It a little yeah. bit Those away. baby blues bring him back every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worth yeah. it. <laughs> I see what you mean where like the sacrifice isn't as meaningful because we know he's back somehow if it is really him, which it yeah, does seem like yeah. it is in the trailer. I don't even think but... it's just him though. Even the Ewan Bremer uh, shouts to train spotting. I love that actor. I wish we could see more of him. His Charlie character with the PTSD. They don't really treat it with kid gloves. They don't go that far into it. He, yeah. He, when he has his big moment and he needs to take the shot and he doesn't they lean in and i feel like the honesty and consequences of that honesty works for this movie you know it yeah. gives it a little more weight so i mean of course we have it with the battle scenes right so we had the beach battle where we have the gun shot i love that it is so much better than the sequence in justice league <laughs> there's a lot of things better yeah. than justice league but you know <laughs> so it, it's a very good battle scene because you know and that's where you do get to see the slow-mo you do get to see the amazons really just tear up you know these guys because they are all like naturally much stronger they're not as strong as you know wonder woman but they're all much stronger than your average man and it is pretty awesome to see them just throw them around like nothing of course they're still technologically you know and equipped to face a bunch of them but they're able to at least hold their own like you were saying and at least you know kill the germans you know not nazis just yet getting close (laughs) we're We're not quite there there, but we're getting there not volkswagen just yet i I, I really like how they dealt with the first death 
Like, I don't know if they die the all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they die, if they die in Th- Themyscira. Yeah. But obviously it's, it's a big thing for Things Diana. were different there. We know that. Yeah. That yeah. slow-mo shot where you, she watches it happen, I think is important and works. Yeah. yeah. Cause she so. doesn't know what a bullet is. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? She technically doesn't know what a bullet she, is the first time meeting a man. It's so, so interesting cause I didn't really like her in any of the Fast and the Furious movies. And I was one of the people that raised my hand like, that's kind of, she's kind of a skinny lady. I don't totally get this casting yeah. choice. But what she conveys with just these looks, these sort of wondering looks, you know, throughout the whole movie, it only took me like five minutes to like, okay, she's Wonder Woman. I accept it. You know, like, so credit to them for figuring that out. And Schneider was a big advocate for her. So, and I do like how they dealt with her accent. They were like, oh, yeah, speak thousands of languages. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it doesn't matter. And again, pretty smart. I, I like how they dealt with these little things with certain things that they don't have to give the backstory of. It's cool. And then the the tiny details that they do offer for things that need to be explained, I'm fine with. Yeah. It's it's anything... the fearlessness of Patty Jenkins to just say, We're doing it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and not really yeah. second guessing anything. And really it's just, you know, show what you can, you know, show don't tell. But yeah. if there's any sense of a continuity error, then explain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Explain over yeah. the continuity error if you know that's gonna uh, JJ be a Abrams, audiences. Maybe want to take yeah, some maybe notes. Take, yeah, exactly. <laughs> take, get, get an index card, piece of paper, you know, let's let's so, take some notes. But it is kind of interesting because you have it where you know, at least with, you know, this Wonder Woman, she doesn't know her full backstory. So she doesn't know she has all these amazing powers. She knows she's stronger than usual and that she's been training really hard, but she doesn't know she's a full god. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's kind of when you get to the no man's land where she gets like really fucking pissed. Well, before we and get she there, just trashes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure we acknowledge it because I thought it was an incredible performance by Robin Wright Penn from The Princess Bride. I always love liked her, Robin Wright now. Um, when she sees the, the energy burst from the wristbands, mm. Really, really well done. Really clear to the audience what's going on there. And again, the juxtaposition of the mom versus Robin Wright Penn's character. Those two sort of like, oh shit, now the power's out. She knows she has it and so does Ares. And here we go. We're going to kick into what the story is. It's all about Ares, man. But it's smooth, you know? Like, it's narrative (laughs) that's just really clean. How'd you like the villain? Not not so much Uh, in the third act, but I'm not a fan of the Ares. I'm I'm fine with them picking Ares as a villain. It's just the execution. Yes. I think I like Dr. Poison. I like Dr. Poison, too. She really nails it. Spanish actress Elena Anea or whatever. She's great in a lot of uh, foreign movies that I've seen over the years. I think The Skin I'm In. Um, a couple other films that I really, really liked. She really nails that character. I wish she was the main villain or had more to do. And maybe we'll see her in 84. Maybe we don't really. I know. think she will. I think we will. And I don't even hate. She's still alive. Yeah, yeah she's, she's still, still alive. alive. And yeah. again, that's an important part because she doesn't choose to kill. Uh, you know, doesn't choose to kill her when she could have. Ares wants her to. You think about Man of Steel and he Snap kills that Zod. Neck, man. I mean, like, again, <laughs> Patty Jenkins, fearless. I know what Schneider did. I'm not leaning in that way. This is how far I'll take it. And to make a point which i think is interesting but i did like danny houston's ludendorff i thought that was okay yeah yeah and, you know and that's the, the thing it's the twist that gets yeah there, so, so. You, unnecessary you got, maybe very unnecessary i think so <laughs> it's just really with this and because dc they always tell them like you guys have the best villains you guys have the best villains you know but in this one it's just it's very much not that area you know why they tell them villain. that because they have the best villains. Have the best villains. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it really is just it's the execution of it because yeah. she constantly talks about Aries. You know, this is Aries. This is all Aries. The reason why everything bad is happening in the world is because it's Aries. And I understand, like, you know, she's still naive because she's been on this island of just women, you know, for so long. And this is more or less, you know, the real world without, you know, lack of a better term. But 
it really is where she just talks about it so much. It's Aries, it's Aries, it's all Aries. Yeah. And then you have that fake out where it's like, okay, is Dr. Moreau Aries, Dr. Poison, is the German general uh, Ludendorff, uh, Ludendorff. Aries? I don't Ludendorff even think I Aries. questioned it or really cared that much, honestly, even the first time I saw it. I mean, it. the fact that they were kind of throwing, they were really throwing it in your face that yeah. oh yeah. Ludendorff is definitely yeah. probably maybe Aries because he's talking about ancient Greek gods. Well, she it's just was too. in your face. She, so. When she figures it out, I like that she figures it out. He's so and she's villainy. wrong. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like I think that's an important And she moment. still kills him. Yeah, yeah. she still kills, kills him. Yeah, she him, fucks yeah. him up. So yeah. but you know But he's not denying it. So I, I, get I do why she does it. <laughs> I do like it when you have uh Dr. Poison and, and the German general Ludendorff? Ludendorff? Ludendorff. Ludendorff, Ludendorff yeah. where you have Ludendorff and you know, he tells them the war's not over, and then he throws the poison in and they close in. Of course, he takes the, the gas that makes yeah, him yeah. strong. And then Dr. Poison or someone throws the gas mask. I in like there. Dr. Poison. And yeah, just no, like, why'd you throw the gas mask in there? It's not going to do anything. They don't, they don't know, know that. that. Yeah. And they have like a villain laugh. Like, ha, 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 ha. You know, it just. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, but again, like, I there's love this, being uh, evil in There's German. this right balance of that sort of weird Schneider universe where everything's grounded and gritty and those goofy. I like the goofy. Yeah, yeah and like those goofy, too. cheesy yeah. stuff. Like, it, the, the, that's the right balance. You, you know? know, you just got to love what you got to do. Yeah. You know, yeah, even yeah. if you're Dr. Poison or you're a German general, I love Yeah, and I would argue. I would argue if Wonder Woman was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it would be like the most hardcore of the Marvel Cinematic yeah. movies, basically. They'd be like, this you know, is Maybe Endgame yeah. or Infinity War, those ensembles. But outside of the ensembles, Wonder Woman would be the most hardcore. Okay. So. I, I want to talk about two things. First thing is the naivety of... of Diana. Diana. Yeah. Okay. So the entire movie, I found it a little annoying. Look, I'll sleep with you if point. you want. I mean, fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I get want it. to assume. I get it. But it, again, they bring it up over and over again with the Aries yeah. and all these A little things. too much. It's a yeah. little too much, a little too cringy with the clash of cultures and stuff like that. I, I get it. I understand. Yeah. But she's learning <laughs> the lessons of man. I think there is a narrative logic yeah. to it to but, a certain extent. Yeah. But my biggest. I give him gripe, the bombs, I give him the weapons, but I don't push him. They do that themselves. But my biggest gripe, though, is I'm that, not touching you. She's naive the whole time, going through everything and then thinking about Aries, that Ludendorff is Aries and everything would stop. But it's a confident naiveness. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the worst kind. <laughs> she's like, oh, the wisdom of gods. It makes you think that now her final thoughts of like, oh, wait, no, people are good. Germans, still, specifically <laughs> German. <laughs> you still kind of think, is she still being naive? It, like, uh, like that whole time in the entirety of the movie. How did she feel about World War Two? I wonder. <laughs> she's she's been very naive, and then all of a sudden she has this deep, profound epiphany. wisdom. Yeah, epiphany uh, that that human beings are actually good or like good creatures. Not, well, but I don't think that's what it is. But do I think, think it's more complicated than that. But well, okay, it's, it does because she's saying love is the answer, okay, like yeah, John yeah. Lennon would. It's always the answer. So but they're Nick. capable of good, and the choice is worth fighting for. Okay, basically. so but. Don't you think that with her naivety, the whole movie now she's still being naive? That she's thinking that this um, is the this is it's the not truth? a criticism I would lay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it is a little weird how at the end when Ares is gone and all the guys are just like we're all gonna get along now. But you know, of course we know history and there's a World War II yeah, even yeah, in yeah. the DC universe. So it is kind of like well, if Ares gone, who who did World War II? You but know I what think. I mean? it, it, but again, it, it does leave that moot a little. It's preface to a certain extent because he's saying, look, I give them the tools, but I don't, I don't do anything. It sounds I just, like a cop out. Yeah, well, but I think. 
but I think yeah. there's some. I I almost think there's a po- there's a poetry to it to a certain extent. Maybe it doesn't work for you guys, but I liked it. And again, considering it's a Wonder Woman movie, something I never thought would work to get something sort of profound in the narrative of a comic book movie. Certainly, the first female led big one that ever showed up. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, so when they, I, I they could it. have executed Ares a little bit better. Because that part I get, for sure is messy. I get that they could have. I get that they need to do a god thing. They need to do something a god thing to expand on the Wonder Woman lore, but also to get her off the island i get that's why they chose aries but they really could have executed and that a he's in bit canon and obviously so, with yeah the comics, he's, he's so. an actual villain in canon but... i will say there is this moment where i thought was incredibly smart and and i've seen this movie maybe seven eight times now and each time i give nod to that particular moment there's a few that really stand out but this one where even though i hate the part where aries gets all the metal attached to him yeah and he opens oh, his eyes and yeah. it's weird to see david oh, Poulos, that third a very act, good man. character yeah, actor oh, yeah, it's a messy act. third act but they're fighting, but everybody else is by the plane, sort of hiding out. <laughs> not, and no, they're, they're not like, even caring. <laughs> yeah, well, they're basically saying, like, what do we do? And they look up at them from a distance and they're like, what? we can't do anything. But I'll tell you what, I can stop that plane and that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> no. Like, I find that to be an interesting choice and it's shot really well. And I get that for so, the main characters, but all the other side characters that are loading up the plane with the bombs and yeah. stuff as employees. Well, they finish loading it. <laughs> yeah, as employees, <laughs> as uh, soldiers and stuff. You think they're not going to do anything? anything they're yeah. like oh i think i'm just gonna continue yeah, some loading epic up. shit to fucking <laughs> yeah. see and just be like i'm just gonna do my hey man yeah. i just work yeah, here all right <laughs> so uh, also i wanted to bring up if wonder woman had it in her mind she really believed and now i'm just really really splitting hairs and nitpicking if she really believed that it wasn't human beings and it was all aries corruption or whatever then why is she killing all these people? Like, yeah. if she really feels for the lives of the human beings, I would say, oh, well, she like would that. say like they're zombies of Ares. Yeah, or yeah but why like would she kill so. them? Then? I, I would say she got pissed at that yeah. point because <laughs> because it's her it's her interaction with the woman with the baby who yeah. she talks about her village was taken and everything and how in and that's her first experience with an actual war. So she's never been to war before. So that's how I would chalk it up is she's seeing war for the very very first time. So I mean. That's how I would kind of chum it up, but yeah, really with you know the it, whole Ares thing, it, it they really could have executed that. But and my biggest pet peeve with that third act is when they're fighting and you have this big you know action scene, and that yet yeah, Ares will wait long enough for Chris Pine and Wonder Woman to have a conversation, yeah, yeah. you know, in order to, and <laughs> okay, that I do again. agree to a certain <laughs> extent that that's a weird choice, and I hate the scene where where Wonder Woman is basically in the sort of concrete trapped to the ground. Yeah. Which is really yeah. weird and annoying, but whatever. Superhero movies like The Wolverine or something, that third act is always messy. I yeah. will say, interesting choice with the narrative. Chris Pine, Stephen Trevor speaks to her, but it's not a bad narrative. You can't it's just hear the timing. what he says. Yeah, you and can't. I, it's only a few minutes later, but it's so impactful when you finally get it. I think there's emotional weight to that, which there is. is so I rare. No, there is. Movie, there, there is emotional weight to it. It's just the timing of when they inserted that scene. It really is like you're having this huge battle. And now your villains. Kind I don't of think there's a good. There's really no good way to. He's do a nice these guy, things, you know. Yeah, he's so. just a but, good guy. He's not sexist. In the beginning, <laughs> he does defend Wonder Woman. He says, "Let's hear her out." And so, <laughs> what, what, what I want to say, well, he though, fights for those yeah, people, exactly. Yeah. What I want to say, though, is you have to you have to see the good and the bad in it. Like I do see the good in in the storytelling and how they deliver certain lines and emotions that are brought out. But also, I don't understand why Ares is trying. So he's he's trying to get Diana to join on his side. But then he starts egging her on about the guy that just I could beat died. your ass if I wanted to. No, like, no, no, the guy that just died. Like, oh, he's yeah. like, oh, he's pitiful. He's weak. He's going to die with all human beings. But join my side. Like, 
why she, are you egging her not on? Not to the gods, man. The <laughs> gods are tough. I, I will say, like, I don't want to gloss over. I know there are problems with the third act, and I'm not going to disagree with that, obviously. Uh, David Thewlis, a good character actor, but probably miscast there. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, odd. Re- yeah, regardless yeah, of that, yeah, I want to I want to rewind back to No Man's Land because we covered yeah. 1917, okay. yes, yes. a legit World War One movie that I really liked and love, love, but liked a lot, where they talk about No Man's Land. And I think it's so smart to, again, include World War One and include, and the way they shot it is gorgeous, this No Man's Land piece of World War One, which is true. And to have that, you know what No Man's Land is? No man can cross this. And then she just walks up and yeah. just draws and all the fire. And it's so perfect. Credit, credit to I the writers. That. And tip yeah. of the hat to Schneider, who gives them that sort of style, too, because I think he's part of that also. Oh, but Jenkins <laughs> to just say, we're going to fucking go but for it. I, again, with the naivety of, of Diana, she's like, why don't we go and do it? Why don't we just go there? She, she's like, yeah, we're all I not know. Gods. Yeah, I'll yeah we're not Diana. gods. <laughs> yeah. And then when she goes out just there, here, guy. <laughs> when she goes out there and then she gets berated with bullets and she, it looks great. No, it looks it just great. Looks yeah, great. But then she's stuck there and it's like, what but is she going to do now? She's Only, drawing the fire. Yeah, she's drawing the fire, but she didn't have a plan to go through it. And know. then she realizes, oh, crap. Now I'm stuck here. Only after you got to <laughs> accept that she's learning as she goes. Yeah, yeah. And that's and, just the way. And it that's is. why I find her being so naive a little bit annoying in the movie. They, 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 they. Yeah. Okay. Really play it out in this, and I understand. I find she it is to be naive. endearing, and I think it's a smart choice narratively. But I'll, here's what I'll say. But she's she's lean a back on the consequence, right? So she walks past no man's land, clears the area for the one village to be uh, basically, you know. Uh, oh, whatever. Liberated. Yeah, yeah, liberated. Yeah, liberated or whatever yeah. the case may be. And then that village gets hit by gets the rocks. Yeah. Consequences. But but that is genius. What really. I'm gonna say is she's I wouldn't write that. She's a warrior. She's been raised up in Themyscira. She sees the guns and what they're capable of and people dying that she's has they, like her own Amazons died with these guns how did she expect all these other soldiers that are not trained would, like amazons to be able to fight like i would does? i would chalk it up to where she just says that she needs to do something and that's yeah. why she does it yeah so she does she does kind of go into ha- she does kind of go like you know without a plan but she just feels like she needs to do something credit to the writers though when they talk about no man's land it would have been very easy and very easy point to just be like i am no man and then have her go up there and do it you know what right. i mean because first time watching i'm just like they're gonna say that they're gonna say that and then when she doesn't say, I'm like, oh, wow, you I'm guys telling have you, if, if Josh like, Whedon wrote this thing, they would have said it. Yeah, they would have said they it. So, so. It, it would have been way too <laughs> you, much. You say it all the time, cheesy, Tyler. But... Lightning in a bottle. They lucked out with Patty Jenkins. Yeah. They lucked out with Alan Heinberg, also the writer, TV guy, to not sort of wink, wink at us at all. Just <laughs> do it, man. You're yeah. going to do Wonder Woman? Just fucking do it. And that's what they did. And I think that's why it works. Yeah. And I think also, too, like with this being, because, you know, phase one, as they'll coin it, or like your origin movie, yeah, it's yeah. a strong origin. One of the yes. better origins. Yeah, it is. Get DCEU, one of the better yeah, origin movies. Exactly. Period. So although like the third act, I think in my opinion, falls apart, despite they could have done. Yeah, honestly, despite that. Exactly. So. so despite that, where the third act falls apart a little bit, and even just with the main villain kind of being like, okay, what? And yeah, you know, man. but oh. you know, and even with her naive you know, her being naive, it really is just like, okay, this is definitely one of the better origin movies. And I think that's really what you have to look at as an origin. It has to be good, it has to be entertaining, but it has to build into what it's going to give you, you at least. You with the need sequel, to care so. about the characters and yeah. to make these characters sort of human, whether it's the guy from Train Spotting, Ewan Bremer, whether it's Stephen Trevor, Chris Pine, whether it's Gail Gadot, the mom, Robin Wright, or Connie Nielsen. 
all these people we sort of care about in a very short introduction period of time. Yeah. That is credit to good narrative and good writing. The, the team. And there's few people that can do that. The team that Chris Pine puts together, man, you fall in love with them. Samir. Yeah. Syed, Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's genius. <laughs> no, no, they're, yeah. they're great. And, and Eugene Raybrock yeah. is the chief. You don't get a lot of him. He's probably the weakest of the three, but, but still he gets all, a moment. Yeah, no, they all play a I don't even mind the smoke it. signals. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was fine. Uh, I dig it, man. Yeah, no, Rock I get on. it too. Yeah, man. Whatever you do. Cool motorcycle sequence there <laughs> i loved it when they're at the part they're at the gala right and you have chris pine and you know his friend where they infiltrate and chris yeah. pine's doing the german accent yeah, and everything yeah. <laughs> and then he's talking to dr poison and he's just giving this look and i'm just like that's what spies do they fuck for information right? <laughs> that's what they gotta do that's it's not a bad gig it. yeah exactly <laughs> and he was this close too he was so close to getting that you information know, and then the woman walked in you and see something <laughs> wrong in the world you can either do nothing or you can do something and i already tried nothing <laughs> it's just good writing man i'm sorry yeah no it is it it definitely is but can i mention i told this to you off podcast nick the worst scene and it's it, it's nothing to do with the movie it's a scene when uh aries is talking about his fall after he fights against zeus and he's in this cave shirtless he's oh, buff yeah. david thulis buff david <laughs> with david a great Thewlis, mustache but he has the mustache yeah. are you yeah, why late 70s porn mustache give well, it yeah. to learn. it's hard to get rid of a mustache all right <laughs> like really at least like give him some sort of, he's a god he's a, a greek god or whatever give him some long hair Give him a long beard. Why is Zeus like unkempt and he has a mustache? Are you serious? <laughs> Come on. It was popular for Greeks, right? Oh, yeah, that's yeah that's no doubt about it. Thing. They love yes. it. Oh, I remember. Listen, we grow a lot of facial hair. Take a yeah, look, man. I, I shave immediately five o'clock shadow. All of the, the mythological art that I've been seeing, them with their clean cut hair and their mustaches and their Adonis bodies. Come on. I can just imagine the VFX <laughs> artists when they ask him like, Hey, can you remove that mustache by your chance? Hell no. That would cost millions. <laughs> Flash forward a couple of years later. And it's like, Oh God. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I know, I know we need to wrap, but I want to say this. Yeah. Angelina Jolie could have done it better as Wonder Woman. Yeah. Nah, give me Gal Gadot. Yeah, no, yeah, just, give me Jessica Gal Biel. Yeah. Nah, give me Gal Gadot. San yeah, yeah. Sandra Bullock. Nah, give me Gal Gadot. Definitely not Sandra Bullock. Definitely not. You mean American Sweetheart? Maybe if this was in the 90s, but not now. Yeah, that's true. I think they nailed think, it. And yeah. again, I remember yeah. raising yeah. an eyebrow when I heard about who it was going to be. And I was like, that's not going to work. When I heard it, and I was dead wrong. I was like, who's Gal Gadot? And so, <laughs> yeah, who but, is Gal Gadot? But you know, <laughs> that one lady from Fast and the Furious. Yeah, one, exactly. I wasn't watching Fast oh, and the Furious. Oh, Gal Gadot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gal Gadot. I think oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a soft T for the record. It's Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Something. Yeah. The o just keeps on You're repeating. supposed to pronounce the T, but softly. Nick, I don't speak a million languages, yeah. okay? No, I'm not from Themyscira. No. Yeah, we know you're not smart. We got that. <laughs> you think I'd be here if I was from Themyscira? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> chilling on an island somewhere. Yeah, I want to go to that island. How do you get there? water. <laughs> yeah, All right. And, and uh, I thought it was funny, though. Chris Pine, after going through that traumatic moment, coming onto an island filled I'm with not women. average. <laughs> coming to an it, island. I'm above average? Yeah, above, above average. average. Yeah, yeah right? Like that that scene in on the beachfront, and then all of a sudden him just smiling while he's in the bathtub playing with water. It's great. It's, he has yeah. a sense of wonderment yeah. too. It's, I don't it's know insane. why. Like Chris Pine, what superhero should he be? Can he be something in Marvel? Oh, besides oh, uh, besides gosh. Stephen Trevor, maybe I feel a, like a Green he's Lantern. So good at this. But... Yeah, yeah, why maybe not? A Green Lantern. Hail yeah. Jordan, right? Yeah. 
So yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's he's great, man. I want. I got room good. in my life, and I like for his more speech Chris too. Harley. I like his speech when you know Ares is supposedly dead, and he gives a speech that sometimes people are just bad. You yeah, know, he does give a really good. It's speech. great, and again, his um, impact for his sacrifice, his loss means something, and it's emotional. Regardless of the trailer for '84, it still means something, even when I watch it now. And I like the way they executed it. It worked. Yeah, but, but that delivery when he's stammering and trying to explain to Diana that he doesn't know why, man, that. It works man. yeah and that was a really it, good yeah. performance I agree. both of them mm-hmm. together her holding to especially uh, was in the lasso of truth too and he yells out i'm a spy and he yeah. tries to like fight it he a bit fights yeah. It. yeah yeah, and yeah. It doesn't work. I agree. Good, really good, yeah, good, good delivery yeah. yeah yeah pine you know he, he has a knockout performance in this for sure Just brilliant brilliant casting all obviously. right you guys ready to close it up and give it a rating absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh second time watching it and it's still very entertaining yes, i just yes. love how she just goes ham on these german shoulders oh, yeah man and you know when she goes through that guy in the watchtower all i can think of yeah. is the Robin jump, from The Boys. Oh, you know, he just, I can just imagine just nothing of that guy left. Just completely It's great. And even, even in the little piece where they shoot that, where it collapses and then she comes out, it's just so smart. Yeah. It's just so and well done. It's funny because she just goes so fucking hard on these guys. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, damn, she just wrecks them. She you takes know? out an entire tower, <laughs> she man. She picks up the tank <laughs> and everything. So I, I definitely like how action-packed it was. They did a good job with her and the other Amazon just showing how strong they are, picking up people like they're nothing, You know, just really dealing a lot of damage. So it's definitely one of the better comic book origin movies out there even with the third act so i'll give it a really solid seven and a half i think maybe mm, with some room to strong. grow i think after 1984 it might build up a little bit more but this is a great way to build up 84 because i'm excited to see yeah, what else yeah, they can do too. with this character because origins i'm like okay you know i'll watch them they're not always my favorite but the sequel i think is usually where it's at because you can build on these characters so tyler i don't know we've been on the same wavelength for the past couple of movies i'm gonna give it a 7.5 also yeah i thought it was a really guys good are movie. both idiots yeah <laughs> <laughs> I thought it definitely the best DC movie that has come out. I, that, um, yeah. I, I thought the casting was great. Uh, all the performances were really well done. Uh, there were some things that I can nitpick at, but I'm able to overlook it just yeah. because how Patty Jenkins is able to just uh, gloss over certain things because I'm not asking these questions. Yeah. And the things that I am asking questions, she gives a decent enough uh, detail that I'm like, okay, I'm fine with it. Yeah. So overall, you could just tell she's fearless. Yeah. Yeah. And I overall, really respect it. That. was a very enjoyable movie. The worst part is the bad guy. But, sure. you know, I can look beyond yeah. it just because it was a fun ride. Did you see the Wolverine? With uh, Hugh Jackman? Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Would, yeah, you, yeah. would you put this above or below that movie? Um, I'd probably put this above, but it's been a while since Wait, I've seen The Wolverine. The Wolverine? That's the one the Wolverine. set in Japan? Yeah, it's the one set yeah. in Japan. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know what? Because I, that I movie is good, but the movie. third act killed it yeah. for me. I would, this one overcomes that. It wasn't that bad in the third act as that particular movie, but I think that this movie... Despite what I don't like yeah. about the third act, I still love it. I think if it was Wolverine Origins, I would pick this one. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I, wouldn't I, we all? <laughs> I think the main difference is because it's just with this movie, I love seeing her just thrash Me these too. soldiers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just Me really, just kind of. And and it. again, we just can't sleep on it. We can't uh, gloss over the idea that this is not an easy character to pull off. Right. Uh, regardless of the fact that she's a woman, Wonder Woman's a weird character in the comics. It's just not easy to pull off on the big screen. There's so much suspension of disbelief that you got to just lay out there and. And again, the way to do it is just to fucking make it look cool and have a lot of fun on the way. And I think Patty Jenkins just nails it. So for me, my rating is like, I think it's interesting. She puts some gender politics in there. I love the World War One inclusion. I think it works so well. I don't I definitely don't think I would have thought of that. So smart. And I think that the casting, Steve, uh, obviously Chris Pine, Gail Gadot, I think it just works so well. And it's so works so well. So immediately when I saw it. 
I go in with as little expectation as I possibly could. I sit down. 10 minutes in, I'm like, I'm in. Take me for the ride. And then I'm in for the whole time, even though there are some problems along the way. In 2017, on my blog, realwatchability.com, I had Get Out as the best movie, I, Tanya as the third best movie, Three Billboards as the second, I think, and then Wonder Woman was right there at four, above Lady Bird, a movie I like a lot. And I think of those four or five movies, Wonder Woman's probably the most rewatchable. Mm -hmm. Even though I love Three Billboards, I, Tanya, Get Out, I don't watch those movies a lot. I could watch Wonder Woman at least 20, 30 minutes of it every other night. You know, yeah. it wouldn't bother me. Mm. So that's credit to the filmmakers. It's also why I think Patty Jenkins should definitely be the shepherd of the DCEU. And she could pull off the ensemble pieces. Yeah. I really just believe in her her heart and her her you know, commitment to the narrative. So for me, Wonder Woman's a 7.0. And as we do this pod, I'm rethinking it. I'm thinking of bumping it to a seven and a half because it's just so clean. Ooh, and I really, really like three, that seven and a half, right? So yeah, for me, seven, we'll make it seven and a half on the Shawshank scale. <laughs> Take another sip of whiskey and I'll just buy in. You know what? Which is higher than 1917, which is a really right. good movie. Yeah, so yeah. again, tip of the hat to Wonder Woman for being that good. All right. So we're going to skip our listener question for today, but Please feel free to email us if you have a question, insane fan theory, or an episode idea. You can do so at talkingflick at gmail.com. Talkingflick at gmail.com. All right. So we're going to move on to our next segment, recommendations. Anything that you guys want to recommend or don't want to recommend? I'll be quick on this one okay. because I didn't get a ton of time to watch a bunch of stuff. I'm definitely looking forward to the Perry Mason season on HBO. Every time I watch that trailer, I'm excited for that show. Uh -huh. I don't know why. 1920s Hollywood, I guess. I just, I'm into it. I don't get it. Um, and then the Lovecraft Country. I just think that, oh, yeah, that looks, interesting, looks yeah. interesting. And the more I see, it the more I'm sort of intrigued by it. It kind of has a Watchmen vibe to me, so I'm looking forward to that. But I definitely want to recommend just one more time. I know we're not the demo for sports, but the Last Dance closed out last week. The HBO or the um, uh, ESPN a Michael Jordan documentary, ten parts. They they aired episode nine and episode ten. A lot of emotion from Michael Jordan. A lot of stuff that you don't normally see. Even non-sports fans would appreciate this documentary series. Really, really good. So if you haven't seen it, it's all on demand now. ESPN, The Last Dance, Michael Jordan doc. It's really, really good. All right. What do you got, Ryan? I don't really have anything. That's all right. I got yeah. something for the both of us. So <laughs> It's been a busy week, and I'm tired. That's all right. Uh, so Get actually, uh, just last night, I caught Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. I tried to load it on the fire stick illegally, oh, and it wouldn't load for me. <laughs> my God. What? A movie good holy shit is it that good um <laughs> it is very good wow i, I can't I'm write say, that down on my note card i can't say anything because i don't want to spoil it okay you don't spoil it go, i will watch it yeah we'll comment go in next blind episode. um holy shit if you've seen this movie you know hey follow me on twitter click underscore talking did, did it strike you as what Zack snyder wanted to do with the justice league so movie? the whole thing with this is movie is that? uh it's, there's abandoned plots from what was originally going to be with the Justice League trilogy, where specifically they were going to visit the homeworld of Darkseid Apocalypse to try to take out Darkseid, or at least contain mm. him or do something. Budget um, $500 million. The execution or the uh, basic... Budget $500 million? No, God damn. Oh, I was, gonna say, I was like, God <laughs> damn. They try to do it live action. <laughs> God damn, Jesus. Um, you know, if, if Snyder did this, it would be ruined. This is... Yeah. the the. The way the animation team and the creative team dealt with this and handled this and the bold moves they made throughout this movie, it is very bittersweet and it is intense. Your is overall um, your overall appreciation of the DC animated universe. Yeah. So you like it as a whole because, you know, the Marvel this is the uh, so this is the very end of the new 52. So this is the last okay, animated this be it. movie. This will close it out. Yeah. So this is the very last animated mm -hmm. movie for specifically from Flashpoint Paradox all the way up until this. Yeah. Yeah. So Which this is, is one thing. 
Yeah. yeah, it is that they were able to, they had their own kind of secret, yeah. you know, universe that they're doing from Flashpoint all the way to this. Now, but do we can't... think presumably this will be on HBO Max, all these movies? Because um, a lot of them are already on HBO on demand. I hope so. Yeah. You know, if they're combined I, uh, with the DC universe, I yeah, hope so. Yeah. But uh, What I wanted to ask, though, is what? why aren't people into it? Like, um, cartoons, man. Is, is it just <laughs> because of cartoons? No, I think I don't, it is, I'm not sure. I or think it, it is cartoons. And I would really say, like, the animated movies, they're, I think they're much better. I think they're much better than the live action ones. You know, I but, think. But why aren't people clamoring for it? I think because they are cartoons. But like generally, people who are really big fans, as far as like people who really are big fans, who want to know more about the comic book lines, as far as like with these characters and explore these characters, I think the best way to learn more about these characters is through the animation movies. Cause, now, and really, with Warner Brothers, I think they should strengthen their animation department because this was an hour I agree, and a half movie. I agree. And this could have been a two, maybe two fifteen hour epic movie if they wanted it to. They cut some, and it would have kept amazing. your attention that whole oh, time. Oh God, yes. You know, it's just it is. It's insane what they do with this movie. Mm. I can't go too far into it without spoiling it. Right. Give it a watch if you can. And I've been trying. Yeah. I just sort of missed out. This is with um, Rosario Darson as Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. This is with the they whole, have some big yeah, names yeah. in there. Jerry O'Connell yeah. is Superman, yeah. right? So they. So, they get some decent this is the names same, in there. They've had the same actors, the same voice actors since Flashpoint. So but, they but, kept everything the same. See, that's the thing is they put a lot of Rebecca care Romaine into these Lois movies. Lane. Do they ever? Did they? They don't go to the theaters, do they? No, the only one that did was the Killing Joke. But which that I was saw a separate, opening night. Yeah, I saw. And it was a limited. Yeah. Uh, it was a limited. Yeah, so yeah. that was that was a whole separate thing. Some creepy but shit in there. Do you? Know, <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Do you think if they put more into advertising and putting it out there, do you think they would do better? With I the, think the they would. Public? But to be honest, this isn't for your general audience you know i could see someone who's a very general audience member watch this and be like what the fuck am i watching because it makes some really bold decisions and it gets it gets very comic booky but you let it slide because it is an animation you know but it 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 just I think it works producer I think ryan doesn't totally understand the mechanics of hollywood here you are used to sort of the japanimation and stuff where they accept so much more animation than what the american audience at least is intended or thought to uh accept hollywood just will not let Zack schneider do some of the shit that they can do in these you yeah. know animated they did movies with BBS, but yeah <laughs> and i think the credit to japanimation and some of the stuff you've made me watch uh I'm surprised they make these choices because I'm not used to that. I think like maybe we should go the other way and start sort of commingling this stuff yeah. and yeah, putting I, it out there because they don't cost that much. What's it cost to put it in the theater? I bet you if you put like Flashpoint, maybe Apocalypse War and one in the middle that we really like, um, you know, in a movie theater, people would go see it and pay. They'd make enough yeah. money to turn and, a profit. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I think that's why like most, you know, I don't know. I think general audiences can watch this and enjoy it. But it's they explore a lot more into like other things. Like even when we did our Justice League Dark, you know, they explore the Etragon thing, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and it's like that could either work for some people or Cloudy it could really, bore, or it yeah. really, really bore them or confuse them. Yeah. So. No, and like trying to not in the sense of not being too convoluted and not too deep into the comic book lore. But the whole reason why you're watching these comic book characters is because you. Enjoy, yeah, I know. Right. You enjoy the characters. I think and you understand their comic books. So I like I. Yeah, they it's try to, to find a happy yeah, medium with yeah, live action with these ones. Which is hard to do. Ones, yeah, so, and I think but, one of these things is that when you see the animated movie, the stakes just seem lower. I don't know, maybe if I was 15 um, or younger, yeah. it wouldn't be quite the same. But now as an adult, I know Zack Snyder's BBS is like a $300 million movie. The stakes are higher. So, you know, when right. you're watching it, you feel that emotion. The animated movie, the stakes are lower. Right. Straight to HBO or, or to if VOD flop, or whatever. it's a flop, it's a flop. It yeah, doesn't, it matter, doesn't matter. You know, so like much, I right. think that gives them the, you know, the confidence to make crazy yeah, choices. Yeah, 
it. And this, you know, this movie, it's rated R and it Which I'm surprised by when I saw that. Holy shit. Is it R? Like a hard R? It is a hard R. Not for sex stuff, (laughs) but it is a hard R and it earns its rating. If I write, I'm not going to spoil anymore. I'm going to wrap up on it. But if this is worth the watch, go watch it. You know, if you have seen it, hit me up on flick underscore talking. It is very good. But uh, Can I just say one last thing? Yeah, go ahead. They they rated R. So they already say that, okay, this is for adults. Yeah. Like, I I think it's that separation that needs to be done where like cartoons and this movie. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, cartoon animated things are for kids and then real life. Not anymore. Those lines are already blurred. No, but I, I, I still feel like there's still a hard line there that because for the general not, audience i yeah, think so for, not, yeah. for them not to release it because people they're Built to, someone would take their kid people to this do yeah. like it people do enjoy it let me ask you a question tyler the watchman miniseries what would you have rated that uh what do you mean as far as like if you put it in a movie theater would that have been a rate pg-13 or an r i'd probably give it an r yeah I'd probably try to give it an R and for them to do that's, more things. With that's it, a side but. of Hollywood that you just can't. I don't think we're ready to fix anyway. Marvel is so clean at making these PG thirteen, like yeah. hard PG thirteen movies. Right? They will please everybody. Snyder yeah. doesn't know where the line is, so he has a hard time. And he pleases to, no one, right? So. <laughs> and he pleases no one. So I think, like you know, he, he pleases himself. Yeah. We haven't, you know, yeah, again, yeah, we does. have to find the balance there. <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe that's why. But you know, I don't. You know, they could tweak it. I kind of don't want them to maybe go to theaters because then it might ruin some of the creativeness that kind of goes behind Mm, it, too, because this movie takes some chances. You know, it really does. And as far as the ending goes, if you watched it, you know, from the beginning, you're just kind of like there's only one clear way to wrap up this movie. Like right from the beginning, right from the first time. Tyler, you're just you're, like, oh my gosh. How are you talking? You're already There's, giving away too much. There, right yeah. Now. yeah. All right. So, all right. Let's, I'm going to wrap it up. It. I'll, uh, I'll try to watch yeah, it. Yeah. Give it a watch if you can. It is amazing. You can get it on YouTube or Voodoo, whatever, if you want to rent online for streaming. Yeah. So, uh, but next week, we're going to be doing uh, M. Night Shyamalan's uh, The Avatar. So, take it next week. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Twist is, ending, it sucks. Yeah. So, that is available on Netflix. I have not seen it since it came out in theaters. Uh, it's been a while. Airbender. Uh, the Airbender. Yeah, Airbender, not Blue People. You know what? I remember thinking the trailer looked all right. I haven't seen the trailer in Yeah, forever, watch that trailer so again before uh, we come back next week. Oh, week. man. Interesting I, trailer. I remember watching it as a, you know, like when it came out, the trailer. I'm just like, yeah. how are they going to do this? Yeah. You know, that was my very first response because I watched the cartoon and it was wrapped up by then. I'm just like, how I remember the hell when, are you going to do this? When the movie came and out, they didn't. Everyone was like, oh, M. Night Shyamalan's <laughs> doing this. What's the twist? Is oh, it yeah. all going to be a joke? <laughs> Is it all going to be in his mind? Is he really the avatar? The twist, it sucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the unfortunate twist. But that's what we'll be doing next week. Ryan, where can we find you at? Hey, if you like listening to my voice or you just want more content i do another podcast called dragon questicles Give me those questions. you can find us on spotify itunes or wherever you download podcasts if you just want to follow me you can find me on twitter and instagram at ryan underscore.com that's ryan with an i underscore d-o-t-c-o-m you can always find me at realwatchability.com where you can scroll down and see my 2017 wonder woman number four possibly move up a little bit in those rankings uh top 10 movies of the year uh top 10 movies of all time uh and you can hit me up on twitter at realwatch and we are Talking Flick. You can follow us over on Twitter at Flick underscore Talking. And if you really like us, you can leave a rating and review at whatever if podcast app you, you listen to. Going to rate I thought he was going to forget. I know. I thought so, too. Uh, we also have Patreon. Trying to mess you up now. <laughs> I know, right? Towards the end this time. Uh, we also have Patreon where you can donate any amount of money. You can get access to we'll take other anything. content, too. Yeah. Any give us the God Killer. Yeah, give us we'll the take it. Yeah, we'll take it. So we Make are me the God, God Killer. killer. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't we want Jack David killer. Thulis, though. We don't yeah. want him. Yeah, nah. <laughs> All right. We'll and pass. We will have a link for everybody's stuff in the description. Finish the show, Ryan. Hey, that was Talking Flick, and we will talk at you next week. Yeah. Hey, voila! Yeah.
<laughs> a little certain je ne sais quoi, as they say. So, yeah. I'll sleep with her. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage and whatnot, you know? That's neat. That's neat. That's neat. 